1: You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it.
2: Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly.
3: eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, soul and logo is checked by experts.
1: With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of
4: real is always in
1: reach.
2: Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
4: What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every Tuesday listen to Conversation with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts
2: presented by AT&T connecting changes everything
0: Hell, I suck at dating with Dean Vanessa and Jared an iHeartRadio podcast Hello,
3: one and all, and welcome to an all-new episode of Help. I suck at dating. My name is Jared Haven. Dean Unglert is not in studio. I think he's in Japan right now. Yeah, he's not in country. He's not in country. He might not be on planet Earth. (laughs) We don't know. We cannot confirm nor deny. Easton Mark is in studio. The beautiful Vanessa Grimaldi. Coming to us live. From another country as
5: well.
6: (laughs) From
3: another country as well. A little country known as Canadian. That's great so I look right? so that's Canadian you, today tasty. with
5: my plaid shirt?
3: You're very Canadian. I like plaid. Plaid's <laughs> yeah. nice. But um, we have a very important announcement right now. We just received breaking news that just happened five minutes ago, guys. In the dating world, it's incredible, sad, but also maybe a little happy. Lady Gaga and her fiancé, Christian Car- Carino, have ended their engagement. Mm. Aww. Now, this is big news because... The entire world, after seeing A Star is Born, I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure, is shipping the relationship between Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, and here is one step towards Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga finally becoming the couple everybody in the United States and all around the world really wants to happen.
5: Is Bradley Cooper single? No. (laughs) Oh, Oh, come on. So don't put that energy onto him. I
3: know. I feel bad, but honestly, because here's the thing. Ashley has been behind this the whole time like thinking that they're actually in love there was actually a rumor a couple days ago that lady gaga got a tattoo that was a secret shout out to bradley cooper i don't know if you saw this but she got a tattoo on what appears to be her arm her forearm and it's music notes yeah
5: she's also a musician
3: that is true yes (laughs) and apparently the notes spell g-a-g-a Uh gaga there's four notes on there but somebody tweeted that they must they had information that apparently the note spelling gaga in the treble clef i'm hoping i'm pronouncing that correctly Yes, that's good spell bc bc in the bass clef and bc bc bradley cooper bradley cooper <laughs> listen oh, i'm boy. not saying it I'm just reading what's on the internet. Okay, guys? All of a sudden, Lady Gaga ends her engagement. She's getting tattoos that could allude to Bradley Cooper. I've been against it this entire time. Let them live their lives. Let them be happy. But now it's like, okay, well, she ended her engagement. Bradley's still with someone.
5: Bradley is with a stunning woman, a
3: stunning woman. I hope a he's very woman. happy and
5: together too as well, but you know what? Uh, look at Orlando Bloom and, um, Katy Perry. Yes. They ended their relationship and now
3: back together and now back
5: eng- together and engaged
3: engaged. Yes. But can they are. we talk
5: about the engagement ring for a second?
3: Yeah. I want to talk about it. What are your thoughts on it?
5: So the, um, he was engaged. Who was engaged to previous to Katy Perry?
3: Um, it was um the guy from Getting to the Greek, oh, Russell Brand, on, wasn't Brand. it? Russell Brand. No, no, well, no, no, no. Bloom? I'm not talking about
5: Lady Gaga. I'm saying no, uh, no, no. Bloom was in, uh, Miranda Kerr. Oh, Miranda Kerr. Miranda Kerr, and uh, Miranda Kerr's ring um looks like a, a flower. Like there's a diamond in the middle, and there's diamonds all around. And if you look at Katy's Katy Perry's new engagement ring, given from Bradley uh, from uh, Orlando Bloom, uh, looks basically the same. Just different no. colors. It's Like yes.
3: I'm, I'm sure looking. You. I'm looking at two pictures right now. I'm looking well, at Miranda. Ker- look at the screen. Oh, I'm looking. I'm a looking. But they're uh, they're different colors. Uh, they're different styles.
5: It's it's not this. No, it's the exact same style. Well, it's a it's a, it's a flower.
3: Yeah, but the flowers are completely <laughs> different. I mean, all right. Here's the thing: it does apparently her the Miranda what's her name Orlando Mir- Miranda, Bl- Miranda Kerr. Kerr Miranda Kerr's ring. I don't see the flower. I guess it. Yeah, I guess it has flower. a little bit of a flower shape with the diamond in the middle, and then Katy Perry's new ring it's just
7: a, it's the
5: same it's the same shape but just different colors
3: but also like a different uh, style because hers has like hers Katy Perry's looks bigger uh, it, uh, there's like it's like maybe a, it's the coloring What kind of flower would that be? What kind of flower is Katy Perry's engagement (laughs) ring? It's
5: basically a flower. Like when kids draw flowers on a piece of paper, you draw like a circle and then you draw circles all around that circle.
3: Vanessa, are you trying to say that Orlando Bloom gave an engagement ring to Katy Perry (laughs) that resembles the illustrations of a third grader? I think it looks like a Girl Scout cookie to me. (laughs) Oh
5: yeah. Now I'm hungry.
3: I could see a Girl Scout cookie. I guess I don't see the flower on the first engagement ring. I don't. I'll send
5: you the picture. I screenshot. No, I'm looking at it right
0: now. It just looks like a big diamond. We're dudes, so we don't really can't tell. So if you got this from a guy and you knew he'd given the other one to a previous uh, fiance, this would bother you.
5: Um, I mean, if it was if it was the actual same ring, then, yeah, I'd be like, dude, if it was as
0: similar as what you're looking at right now.
5: No, no, no. If it was similar, that's it's fine. But I would like him to be a little bit more creative. Maybe this is his favorite style of ring. So,
3: well, obviously, well, was there when he got engaged with Miranda? Was there talk of a flowered shaped ring or is this just all coming out now because they resemble each other?
5: it's all coming out now cuz they resemble each other.
3: Interesting. Mhm. I wonder if he even thought about it. I wonder if he was like, "Oh yeah, I got
5: Probably not.
3: I mean, I'm assuming not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that that crazy.
5: Do you think it's crazy though that um or not crazy? Do you think it's a good idea for people to break up and then get back together again?
3: Uh sure. Didn't Justin Timberlake and uh Jessica Biel? Isn't that... There's a
5: bunch of people who did that. Yeah. yeah. Um Actually, surprisingly enough, I was researching this and Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos, is that Mm -hmm. how you say his name? Consuelos? Yeah, they broke up a day before they got. So they broke up and then they got back together. And then the day after they got back together, they eloped and have been together for I don't know how many years.
3: You can't truly know unless you let it go. There is something to that.
0: There is. Amy and I broke up for literally less than 48 hours while we were dating Aww. at one point. But I do is think. Is that a that, breakup? Maybe not. You <gasps> could argue that. But at the moment, it felt very major and upsetting. Yeah. But it also made us both realize that this is stupid. Yeah. How we long were
3: you guys together when this breakup occurred? I would say three years. So a oh, decent amount of time. Significant, yeah. yeah.
0: Significant, yeah.
3: Were you guys married yet? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. I I know a very healthy couple now that have have been married for a very long time that broke up years mm-hmm. back for a few months mm-hmm. and realized that they couldn't live without one another. I think, I think people have a there's like a bad taste in people's mouth when they realize a couple broke up and now they're back together because maybe there's a trust issue or people think there is, but. Man, it, there's something to be said about appreciating somebody else, and you can't really appreciate them unless you experience mm-hmm. life without them. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? I mean, look
5: at well, yeah. I mean, look at Justin Bieber and Haley uh,
3: Baldwin.
5: Baldwin. um Miley Cyrus, and Liam just got married, and they were engaged, and they broke their engagement, and oh, now they're married. That. Yeah, so I think it, it. I think it comes down to how you view relationships. I'm someone that was very black and white growing up in my 20s and now coming off of the bachelor and you know just being able to be open to different types of relationships has shaped me into someone that is open to that kind of gray zone where
3: I mean, you know, Vanessa, life is happening in the gray.
5: I know it's so and I'm lear- I'm trying I know it's a it's a big Struggle of mine to swim in the areas of gray, and I'm really trying to get better at it.
3: You got to swim in it, you got to breathe in it, you got to really just accept it. I'm trying,
5: it. At least I'm admitting it though.
3: That's uh, you know, hey, the first step in solving a problem is realizing that there is one. Also, you said Haley Baldwin. Did ha- Haley never changed her name? She's not Haley Bieber, she's just Haley Baldwin. I think she is Haley Bieber. Is that a- she's Haley Eastern? You're nodding your head as if you know. <laughs> Hailey this is the kind of thing that Easton
0: knows. Bieber or Baldwin? Bieber. It is Hailey Bieber. <laughs> Hailey, Hailey Bieber? Be- look at Instagram. Her legal name now is Haley Road Bieber. Oh, wow. okay. I didn't know that. Which is actually a full sentence. So
3: they're still um, together, though, right? Because I heard rumors yeah. that they were... I mean, I knew that they were going to counseling. And they were very open Which I open think is a beautiful that. thing. It is a very beautiful thing. I hope they're doing all right.
5: I suggest uh, counseling at before it sh- hits the fan in a relationship. Cause that's when you have to start undoing a mess and undoing so much hurt that's been done to two people. It's so like, I think, um, yeah, I think a couple's therapy is great when you're like getting to know each other and super excited and, you know, working on yourself and working on the relationship. I think that's uh uh for me, at least it's, uh, it's, it makes me feel very optimistic about a relationship because that means that person is willing to put in the work and not run away. if,
3: yeah, it's, get tough. It's kind of like trying to stop a cold before it occurs. You know how your yeah. throat starts getting a little itchy. It's a little irritated. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want We're it to get worse. Popping the cam right away. Yeah. You know, you got, you got to get that emergency. Emergency <laughs> yep, in you before G. really
0: hits the fan. So what would you say to people who would say that if you have to be in therapy when you're still dating... Well, maybe oh, you I should that. find well, somebody married. that you don't need to be in therapy with.
5: Nah, nah. Uh, just
0: nah. devil's advocate, devil's advocate, throwing it out there. Yeah, I don't you agree know. with that
3: because then I think you're kind of taking the easy road out. It's the grass is greener on the other side mentality. I compare
5: it, I compare it to, we, we live in a society that's so superficial. Like... You know, we put on our best self on Instagram, these filters we put on Instagram and, you know, all these things that we do to ourselves physically going to the gym and eating well to look good. But what's really happening internally? What's happening in our head? And why are we working on exercising our feelings and exercising our communication skills and bettering that? Um, and I think it's still seen as, you know, a sign of, oh, well, your relationship is not really strong. If you're going to therapy and being able to be open to talk about that, that means you guys really have issues. No, it means like I'm going to the gym for my brain. And yeah. so is my boyfriend.
3: I also think commitment is a choice. And so when you commit yourself to someone, if things are going poorly, you should do what you need to do to try to fix those things and that includes therapy.
5: But I don't think it's necessarily just fixing. I think it's just checking in, right? When you're going to the gym, you're not really fixing anything. You, oh, I'm you're, fixing, you're
3: fixing. I'm fixing this <laughs> thing can, if I'm going to the, can the gym. Man,
5: you could be maintaining as well, right? Because you're not just going to go and then stop because then what ends up happening?
3: You're 100% you're to right. To
5: fix. So it's about maintaining. Um, and I think it's, it's such a beautiful thing. And I'm so grateful that I, I did it while I was on The Bachelor. And that's like one of my biggest takeaways from the show is a therapy I did.
3: Well, we have some wonderful guests coming up on this episode of the podcast. We have the author of a new book called a terrible dater, Sabrina must. And then we also have coming in later on life coach, Mike Bayer. He's also known as coach Mike, who just wrote a book called best self be you only better. He's actually a guest on Dr. Phil weekly. Mm
6: -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. So we're very excited. He treats uh, celebrities like Jennifer Lopez, Uh, So he's a big deal. We're very excited for him to come into the podcast today.
5: I feel like it's going to be a really enlightening podcast. today.
3: It's going to be an incredibly enlightening podcast. And we actually have Sabrina must coming up in just a moment. Who really has time to go to the post office these days? It's always busy. There's always traffic getting there. You got to find parking. You're lugging all your mail and your packages. It's a real hassle. That's why you guys need to go to stamps.com today. Stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print office U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox. It's really that simple. With stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Ashley and I had just written a new book together it's called lucy and clark a story of puppy love and we've been sending to the book to all our friends and family but so instead of us making tons of trips back and forth to the post office we've been using stamps.com and it's made our life so much easier so right now our listeners can get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment All you have to do is go to Stamps.com. You click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Dean. That's D-E-A-N. All you have to do, guys, go to Stamps.com, enter D-E-A-N. At the top of the microphone, you're going to get a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitment. Go to Stamps.com, enter Dean to try it out today. On the line joining us right now, we have the author of the new book called A Terrible Dater. Sabrina Must is on the line. Sabrina, are you there? Yeah. I'm here. Hey, guys. Sabrina. <laughs> Sabrina. Sabrina, that's such a great name because obviously Thank it reminds you. me of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which was a oh, big, big yeah. show in uh, my growing year. So, Sabrina, tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us about your book.
7: Yeah. Um... I'm from Michigan. I'm actually here right now in my parents' house. It's freezing here, but I live in San Diego. And the new book um I've, you know, I haven't come out with a new book in about seven or eight years and I do a lot of blogging and run a content company and then obviously write books. And the book is really it's not just for singles. Um it's about What are we taught about dating and courtship and all the ridiculousness that kind of goes along with that? And um, it kind of is the message of empowerment and discovery, but it has a lot of ridiculous anecdotes over the years. So um, very fun and, you know, humorous. And um, I mean, it's dating Who, who doesn't have a lot of ridiculous stories.
5: Oh, so, yeah. I know. I do. I know <laughs> Vanessa does too. <laughs> I wanted to know how did you start. So I see that you ha- you have a blog and you travel a lot. Yeah. How did you become a writer? I know the story. If you want to share that story, I find it so empowering. Yeah.
7: The uh, you know it's funny. I had I so I went to school out east um, in Baltimore and um, Hopkins had a at a writing seminars program. It's like a pretty prestigious writing program. But I I was one of the few in the whole program that didn't have this like master plan to become an author. Um, Mm -hmm. I just kind of did the degree because I liked all the distribution classes and I didn't want to do international relations. Anyways, so about a month before I was finishing up, my oldest sister died, um, committed suicide and Mm -hmm. I moved back to Michigan and I just kind of started writing, which turned into this book um, called Must Girls Love. It's my first book. And it's very intense. It's a very different, in some ways, there's a similarity because it's still memoir and it's still um, very raw and honest, at, mm-hmm. like a terrible dater, but it's very intense. And I always kind of preface that for anyone, but I just kind of, that was like my outlet. And then I started writing um, The Living Witnesses, a Holocaust survivor publication with my mom. She's a photographer. And it just kind of, everything just kind of. You know, I just one foot after the next and just kind of fell into it, Um, but not, you know, the life trajectory, so to speak, that I had kind of planned. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, you know, it's you you always I did a lot of things that weren't healthy for me in terms of grief and then a lot of things that were really healthy. And this was like one of those things, So.
5: So um, did you find yeah. writing was a therapeutic way for you to maybe kind of reconnect because it was a loss of a connection oh, and that was your way of grieving?
7: A hundred percent. It was it was the best way that I could have spent, especially those first two years, they were some of the most, like they, the most intense in my life. Mm-hmm. And it, a lot of it was selfish. Like it was the way that I was grieving. Mm-hmm. And then knowing that I was going to help someone else that didn't understand what was going on when they were gr- going gr- to, you know, eventually grieve someone that was very close to them. Um, mm-hmm. And then on, you know, on the flip side, people that have never lost someone close, um, for them to have kind of an insider look of, hey, this is what's really going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, once, like, I'm, I'm Jewish, so well, not religious, but, you know, once shiva's over, or once um, I don't know all the different denominations, like how they kind of grieve um, around funerals. But once everyone goes home and a month later and everyone forgets about it, mm-hmm. it oh, yeah, that's right. This, it, like life sucks. <laughs> right, um, right. So I, I mean, and there, really and we spoke about this before on
5: that. the podcast and the seventh stage of grieving and how you can get yeah. stuck in one stage. Um, yeah. And your story is so powerful and you sound like such an amazing Influence for for women and men and everyone out there um, So I'm, I'm I want to say thank you for sharing your story because it is a powerful one And now you're diving into the relationship aspect of things yeah. and I want to ask you what does a healthy relationship look for you?
7: Yeah, you know, it's been it that in itself has kind of been a journey over the years um, and kind of deconstructing everything that I was taught and and um, my parents are still together. They love each other. Do they have the healthiest relationship? Hell no. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, my dad is, I love him, but he's overly reactive and my mom does her own yeah. thing. And and so you take all these examples around you and then you take all the knowledge mm-hmm. that's constantly thrown at you or people say that it's knowledge um, from media and from the, all the movies and everyone else that considers that I'm a dating an expert. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you have to go, Well shoot, I that doesn't really get This me isn't real life, I yeah. <laughs> so I totally you know, get so, you. <laughs> yeah. And so then suddenly over the years and I do, I think some of it just kinda comes with age and failing a million times until you go, Oh, like this is what a healthy relationship is and I don't think that you know what it is until you're mm-hmm. in it. Um I- I think
5: you brought up a really good point as you as you grow up and you see your parents interact and you see people like in Disney movies and all these romantic stories that end up in a really happy ending and but you don't see what actually happens behind closed doors and we emulate someone else's love story as we grow up at least I know I did I've openly talked about my parents divorce and how hard it was Uh, I was 18 when they got divorced and I did a, a therapy session last night with my therapist, and we went through like why I have some sort of trust issues and how it yeah. dates back to over ten years ago of something that happened so significant that I I guess I try to brush over and think you know I was over it. Like but those people. It was. Mm-hmm. It was parts of it that I still needed to work on. Um. So and I love that this book is not only for single people; it's for basically anyone that wants to fall in love and wants to find that connection.
3: Well, Sabrina, yeah, you guys talked about emulating. Uh, movies, TV shows, a lot of people accuse The Bachelor of being a part of that, of of Mm -hmm. showcasing a love that isn't really possible and teaching uh, people, you know, giving an example of what love should be, but giving a bad example. I think a lot of people talk about The Bachelor like that. Because Sabrina, you talk about false truth. Well, I'm not saying that's that's what it is or not, but I'm just saying what people have said. Because Sabrina, you say the lack of dating education. Is that what you mean by that? Like every what um, people see in pop in culture. In some
7: ways I think that we can define that in, in a lot of different I you know, going to the bachelor, I listen, if you're in the spotlight and there's some someone could see a fault in what you're doing, whether it's a show or a person or whatever, um, people latch onto that it's like, Oh, this is the reason. Like you're to you're to blame. And the reality is is you know, if you take listen, I haven't been on the bachelor. I have actually a funny story where like I actually was asked to like audition at the end kind of thing, but no, which season? It. Uh, it was two years ago, and oh, that was my our I, season. Next yeah, season. It, you know, it it <laughs> was like last minute. I was it was end of August. They had me drive up to LA. Uh, my friend, who's a comedian in L.A., knew one of their producers, and they, like, looked me over. They were really interested, and they looked at me as I was leaving. They go, we got to say, you're kind of a breath of fresh air, because I kept seeing all these ridiculous, like, these women coming in that were so different from me. You know, it was like, I was definitely like, over the hill kind of in bachelor years, um, and it just, you know, they said to me at the end, they were like, we just try to fit. We, they basically try to fit a puzzle, so every char- mm-hmm. every person is a character, and it just didn't work out for whatever reason, but um, interesting experience, but, you know, if you remove the TV, you know, or the, the cameras, I know that a lot of people go on the show just because they want the fame or whatever, they have ulterior motives, but the reality is, is people fall in love like that all the time, like very quick, they don't really get to know each other mm-hmm. at the beginning, you know, and And so you can't really blame the bachelor. I think that it really stems from, you know, years and years and years of building this up as you want that spark and that fast romance. And, you know, it's like the go to Vegas and get a like elope kind of Mm -hmm. fantasy. Um, it's not just the bachelor thing. Like bachelor didn't create that ideal of, um, immediate love. It just, you know, kind of perpetuated that. But, um, I think it's possible. I just think it's more rare than it is, you know,
3: reality. So, how do we better educate everybody on dating? What's a good?
7: Example? Um, I really think it comes down to. I think one of my biggest things when it comes to dating is it's kind of about kindness and in realizing that it's enough. It's like it's a human being that you're interacting with and. So when you no longer, I've always I've said to people, like, I'm not so concerned with how someone is when I'm dating him. I'm concerned how he treats me after. And that tells me so much more about the person mm-hmm. when you're hurt and or if I've hurt your ego or if you hurt me, like how we treat one another as human beings. And so mm-hmm. as kids, if we can really treat each other like, or teach these children how to, I mean, I sound like such like a preacher. If if we teach kids better about, listen, this is what, this is what empathy is. And this is how you actually communicate with another human being. And when you're not interested, you know, this is really what you should say to them, not just ghost them or be mean to them or put them down or humiliate them. And it, and I think that once you kind of, it becomes a domino effect where, people actually start being just nicer to one another and not seeing it as something like a, a personal attack. It's just, Hey, we just didn't work out. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, but, and I don't yeah, know. I but, mean, there, there's a lot of different stuff. So.
5: Yeah. But when we talk about breakups though, like ego always gets in the way, right? Yeah, it's, a huge you, factor. Yeah, for sure. it's a huge factor. And I think once you allow yourself to really see, Okay, well, obviously, if this person doesn't want to be with me and there's a reason why we're not working out, then why am I trying to fight for it? And then you start to rationalize like, okay, it makes sense that we're not together. But I think initially, at least for me, I admit it. My ego's like,
7: what? Oh, for sure. (laughs) How did I not see this coming? Yeah. But again, some of that is like doing the work on yourself as like cliche (laughs) as that sounds and and having more experiences as an adult where you learn to kind of separate, okay, is this, is this just my ego or is this actually like, what's, like, what's reality here and, and -hmm. why am I hurt or why do I think this person is the right person for me? Um. I mean, you know, I, I mean, the amount of times that I like hit myself in the head where I was just so set on wanting to be with a particular man and he didn't want me and I'm sitting there going, no, you're just wrong. Like maybe not even to him, just to my friends going, he's wrong. You right. know, I, I just, he's going to realize how cool I am. Yeah. Like, like how does he not real realize stupid. what he has
5: in front of him?
3: <laughs> yeah. men are stupid. We're all stupid. Uh, Sabrina, is uh, the, a terrible dater, the, the title, where'd that come from? Are you the terrible dater?
7: Um, I think that people, yeah, so, yes, um, I don't necessarily, I was just on a, a, did a little TV thing in Detroit this morning, and they introduced the book as a self-proclaimed terrible date, and I got a big kick out of that. Um, I was actually sitting on my couch working with one of my interns, and we're throwing, and she had just read it, like, a few days before, and we're throwing away that I could not come up with, what do I title this, so a few months ago. And all of a sudden, she like threw out a version of that. And I was like, well, what about a terrible day? She was, and we both looked at each other. We're like, yes. And a lot of people would say, I had a conversation after the fact with my best friend, who's, of course, heard all my dating, you know, disasters and giving me advice over the years, and I for her. And, and I was like, well, maybe the title doesn't really work. Like, I'm not that bad. And she looked at, she was like, Sabrina, you are terrible. Aww. But what, but, but Sabrina, that- what makes you terrible? at I dating because I don't follow the rules Um I just say things that I don't I think that most people just they mm-hmm. don't say or right. and I don't think I think in some ways that makes me a good dater but it mm-hmm. just doesn't ever it that's not really what that's not the norm the guy it's not the norm yes right um, I break social norms a lot when I'm dating and it kind of catches people off guard
3: so. well keep breaking <laughs> those social too. norms yeah keep breaking them and then a guy <laughs> yeah. will come around a guy will smart no up.
7: I mean boyfriend right now and he's oh. eight and yeah no I mean so you're not a I
3: terrible mean. dater
7: I know I there's a lot of situations where I'm like he breaks that the rules too I guess what I was supposed to do
3: well, we really appreciate you coming in, Sabrina. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank um, you. So your book, A Terrible Dater, can be found – where can it be found? Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, all that good By stuff?
7: Amazon, we're getting into some of the bookstores. But if you just go – if you go to my site, sabrinamuss.com, there's links to order directly from the site or to go to Amazon, it's on Kindle, paperback, um, kind of all the normal spots. So, And you, um, you have yeah, some book just, release parties too, right? i do so we're i'm in michigan right now uh, detroit suburbs we're throwing one on thursday which should be super fun it's in birmingham michigan if anyone lives there um at dick o'dow's and then next uh next thursday on the 28th in san diego we're doing it at i fly which is like the sky, indoor skydiving um so Ooh, we'll have some skydivers in the tube it should be super fun
3: that'd be great maybe you could just throw two people in at skydiving at the same time and See if Maybe sparks fly. We'll see what
7: happens with the chemistry. That's um, actually a really good idea. It'd
3: be a, 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 a great test. <laughs> I test.
7: I'm going to do
3: that now. Um, well, Sabrina, thank you so much again for joining us. You were awesome. Thank guys, you. you can go check out more of what Sabrina's up to by checking out her website, Sabrina uh, mu- SabrinaMus.com. That's where her yeah. lifestyle blog is. It's where you can get her book. Uh, we appreciate it. Thank
7: Perfect. you, Sabrina. Thanks so much, guys.
3: Thank you, Sabrina. Bye. She was very sweet. I like her a lot. I like her reasoning of how people can get better at dating is simply by just being kind to one another. <laughs> it's this it's just the most subtle and obvious thing. But I it really don't know is if it's
5: true. Necessarily kind. I think my take on it is um obviously kindness but just being transparent and not hiding at least that's what I look for in a relationship at the beginning. I, I, I talk about this all the time where people feel like they're audition- it's an auditioning, auditioning process and they're trying to be a version of themselves that they're not or a part of themselves that's only like maybe 10%, but that's the 10% that the person they're dating is absolutely in love with. And then they try to prolong this part of them that's not really fully them. And then you only get to know that a year, two years down the line. That's what happened with an ex of mine who for two years and a half said that he wanted kids.
3: Well, I think that's, I think that's what happened with everybody. A lot of people, that's why a lot of people, including ourselves say that you have to know someone for at least a year before even thinking about getting engaged.
5: I don't even know. I mean, people, I don't know. Mark, what do you think about that? Easton?
0: I am a fan of the longer engagement not longer relationship before engagement because totally. I don't see any downside to it. There's plenty of downside of rushing into something. There's no downside of dating somebody for 3 4 years before you get engaged unless that biological clock is ticking.
5: I want to no, I'm not thinking biological clock. I'm just thinking I'm <laughs> people will always have not always. I take that back, but I People change throughout the years. And if they're not fully working on what's happening internally with themselves, then they'll always be that same person. If you marry them three months in, four years in, five decades in, you'll find out what's really happening within them once they're ready to unleash it.
3: Well, that's the tough part about relationships. Vanessa even mentioned it. People, especially on a first date or first couple dates, they only show the best version of themselves. And then as you get more comfortable with each other, your truer self starts coming out more and more. But on top of that, I feel like people evolve,
0: people change. Like, Mark, are you the same guy that you were when you first got married? Definitely not, because I do think it's a woman's job to train their man. So you just oh, get God. whipped I, really? into shape. I'm a much better person than much I was better. when I that's, met her. Same yeah. That's to the wife. correct Thanks answer, to my more. wife. <laughs> uh, but has, has a like job. have you uh, has your wife changed as a person? A yeah, little I bit? think so. Yeah, I think motherhood changes a person pretty dramatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
3: does mm-hmm. that change your love at all? Because that's what always been on my mind is that I feel like I'm a different man now than I was with, when I was 25, and I'm assuming I'll be a different man when I'm 35 than I am now. Having said that, does that mean my relationship with Ashley will be? different? Will my love for her be different? It's just an interesting concept that I haven't experienced yet.
5: I think because you've changed, you've changed in a way to accept different women in your life. So maybe if you were 24 years old, you probably wouldn't have dated someone like Ashley. But now that you are more mature and you've experienced more in your life, you were ready to date a woman like Ashley.
3: Yes, I agree. But I guess I'm projecting
0: into the future
3: and questioning... What how kind will of, it change? How will it change? And it. I think, Mark, you can answer this. Well, what I have bit.
0: found after 22 years uh, with my wife is that um, you both change, but you change together. It's like an evolutionary process as a couple. But I also find that when my wife and I get away from the kids and have time to travel just the two of us, it's amazing how quickly we are kids again. How quickly, you know, mm-hmm. I was in my, you know when we were in our 20s and dating, that's what it feels like. The second we get away from our kids, we, go, we went to Toronto a, a year or two ago. We went to London, blue, blue, Canada. When we get time to ourselves, it's amazing how quickly it comes back, how quickly we revert to those two kids that were just young and in love and dating. And that's I did so I do find Toronto exciting. was
5: a weird vacation.
0: <laughs> you no? do? Well, yeah. I mean, it's a long story, but we were, our parents are uh, living in Wisconsin, so we were leaving the kids in Wisconsin. We uh, wanted to get away. We didn't want to go too far away. Yeah, you're not going to go to Italy. So, right, but Toronto's yeah. a whole other country. It's like, a, you know, there's yeah. an exoticness to that. But anyway, that was the whole idea. But that's what I love. I love how quickly I it love comes that. back. That's really adorable. I think yeah. you'll find the same one day. I hope so. I hope so. Because kids do take over every part of your life.
3: Mm-hmm. That's what everybody keeps <laughs> telling us, yeah. that they want us to have kids, but please wait, because as soon as you have kids, your entire life is different. So we're excited, but also very nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm afraid that I'll just never sleep again.
5: <laughs> we don't all have the same hair, so why should we use all the same shampoo and conditioners? Function of Beauty brings you shampoos and conditioners that are customized and individually filled just for you. I have mine, I'm obsessed with mine, I keep getting questions about my hair. Well, I'm gonna share all my secrets with you today. Function of Beauty addresses all of your hair concerns, not just one. Most drugstore brands only address a single concern, like volumize or strengthen. With Function of Beauty, you can choose up to five hair goals to add to your formulation. And it's made with safe and natural ingredients. Function of Beauty never uses sulfates, parabens, mineral oils, or any other harmful ingredients. And it's vegan and cruelty-free. The sad reality is most drugstore brands test on animals, but Function of Beauty is 100% vegan and cruelty-free. I took the quiz and chose Thermal Protectant, Hydrate, Strengthen, and volumize for what I wanted for my hair. After that, you get to pick the color for your shampoo and conditioner. So I decided to go with pink, to go with my favorite scent, wildflower mix scent called Flower Power. I guess now I'm obsessed with flowers. I've been telling you my hair is so much healthier and stronger, and this is the reason why Function of Beauty is my secret. Even my boyfriend asked me what I've been doing differently. So listeners, you will receive 20% off your first custom formula To claim, go to functionofbeauty.com, that's F-U-N-C-T-I-O-N-O-F-B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and take the two-minute quiz for your hair profile to design your 100% unique shampoo and conditioner formulas. Use code DEAN, that's D-E-A-N, at checkout for 20% off your first order of functionofbeauty.com. That's using code DEAN, D-E-A-N, at checkout for 20% off your first order at functionofbeauty.com.
3: And we have another very special guest that has joined us in studio, the very larger than life, yes, the life coach himself, (laughs) Mike Bayer. Am I saying Mike Bayer? Yeah. Bayer. Like Perfect. the expert. Mike, yeah, yeah.
5: I am such a huge fan of yours when I found out you were coming on. Um, because I've seen you on Dr. Phil. I know you've worked with like JLo, who's like my ultimate hero and idol. Um, and so I'm super excited about this. Um, you have an amazing backstory, which I know a little bit about. Um, and I guess can you give us a little bit of a, a history as to how you became who you are today because it's such a powerful story and your journey is so incredible and touching
4: oh thanks thanks for having me too and talking to you from afar (laughs) (laughs) only about you know three thousand miles yeah
5: well and super cold
4: i mean i think we all we all have stories and uh kind of where we end up today so a little bit about mine is i grew up in orange county california i grew up an athlete Went to a high school called Modern Day, which is a big athletic school. Great sports. football team, Monarch. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Monarchs. <laughs> what sport did you play? Basketball. Oh, okay. And then, uh, you I look
5: went... like a football player.
4: I was just about to say that. Yeah, too. I, I couldn't. Um, I I had to work. I, I would say I I did a lot of pump fakes. I wasn't uh, so much you know dunking on people, but um, hey, whatever you,
3: you whatever gotta play you your strengths.
4: Gotta do. And so I went as a walk on to Fordham. Uh, I was already partying in high school, but by the time I went out to New York, uh, I got heavily addicted to drugs and uh, even more so. Mm-hmm. Um, which I was just talking to someone earlier today. It's just interesting since marijuana has been legal, the amount of people we see who come in with marijuana mm-hmm. problems as opposed to before it's just kind of interesting Has but it uh jumped up yeah yeah it's jumped up a lot really yeah yeah i know a lot of people don't want to believe it but i mean it makes sense i i, I see more people in, in terms their, their, of addiction yeah in, in terms of more people losing themselves and being depressed or anxious or paranoid like i mean a lot of people who started smoking 2 to 3 years ago so they're they're, they're in their 30s Whereas before, when it wasn't legal, you used to see young adults Mm -hmm. or people have been doing it for Mm -hmm. 20 plus years. So anyways, I I mean, long story short, I was addicted to meth um, and I eventually went through treatment a few times. The last time I went through this final program and when I got sober almost 17 years ago, I started working as a counselor. Mm
1: -hmm.
4: That evolved. Mm -hmm. I started doing interventions. I started getting flown around. Uh, the world really to help people who are in crisis and didn't want to get well and then I opened up a treatment center in West Hollywood called cast centers and uh, yeah just my career has evolved a lot and uh, so I work with all different types of people and I'm on Dr. Phil every week I saw that Um, that's pretty awesome yeah Mm -hmm. it's me he's my coach so he's my mentor I'm I'm with him every week and
3: how did that come about
4: Well, I I had a charity, I threw these like, um, on music tours, it was called cast on tour. So I threw these personal development free events. Mm -hmm. So I would have like, you know, the mayor of Boston speak in Boston, and um, Iggy Azalea would speak in Brooklyn, or, you know, we would try to get influencers to make it cool. And he, his team reached out to speak in LA. And we kind of had a moment where I met him. And I don't know he's like a unicorn to me you know they don't come around a lot but you know when you have chemistry with someone and you just kind of are like like we're gonna be best friends yeah like i don't even think until i met him i even looked up to a lot of people Mm -hmm. yeah in my career like i just with him he's he's brilliant to me and um so he asked me if i want to jump on the show and I said, yeah, let's Hell do yeah.
3: it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. If Dr. Phil asks you to be on his show,
4: you say yes. Yes. Always say yes. Always. Yeah, and he's an, he's a great, he's been my mentor now. So That's he got great. me to write the book. He wrote the foreword to Best Self. And um, it's been a New York Times bestseller for- Congratulations mm-hmm. on that. Four out of the last, you know, six weeks. So it's just been-
5: That's amazing. It's been
4: awesome, yeah. So, so the title of the book is Best Self, yes. Be You, Only Better. You got it. So in regards to dating, yes. Um, what I find and what I'll do with a lot of couples is we create what's called their best self in the relationship or when they're dating and we create what's called their anti-self. So the best self is like who you authentically are, when your feelings aren't hurt, um, when you're, you know, authentically you and you create a character because I always say our parents give us our names. But... I mm-hmm. like to kind of be in fantasy a little bit about who are, who are we at a deeper level. And then our anti-self is that part of us that comes out, whether it be in dating or relationships. So I have people draw it, um, describe it, and own it. And I find that's a really good way for people to work on their ego. You know, instead of calling someone insecure on a date, or because I know you guys give a lot of dating advice, or mm-hmm. helping a lot of people, I find that sometimes it's helpful for someone to just tap into who they truly are and not worry so much about even the other person liking them or not. What do you think of ego? In what context?
3: In the context of whether it's good or bad, <laughs> or because you just said something that kind of you said that you have people draw right uh, their their better best self, self, best self, and yeah. their what other self, anti self. So like their anti self, but then yeah. you said they draw their anti self to help control their ego.
4: Well, when and when I talk about ego, I'm talking about ego, not Freudian ego. It's more like fear, um, anything that keeps us feeling not truly ourselves.
3: Because I think for me, ego, I've always questioned myself and why I get so defensive certain towards certain things. Would that, that be are...
5: your anti-self or anti-self?
4: Yeah. So if you got, yeah, I would, because
3: like mean, I get defensive sometimes. If, yeah. If, you know, even on dumb stuffs, but it'll just trigger me and then i'll get defensive and then 10 minutes later i'll think to myself why did i get so mad about that in the moment what's and an it was example? my ego oh god all right so
5: oh we're getting deep Let's not start deep
3: down. but i since being engaged i haven't been working out as much i don't feel as confident in myself anymore right as of right now you know put on a couple of pounds lost a little definition and ashley was kind of joking and she said that like oh i have a pouch <laughs> And I got so mad. and then But kangaroos
5: p- are cute. Maybe she was calling you a kangaroo.
3: Well, it wasn't. It was just a joking thing that <laughs> I don't we, get it. it was like a lighthearted moment that I just took the wrong way. And I got defensive because my ego got the best of me because I was like, I'm not, I, you know, I, I, I don't have that, I didn't put that much weight on. Well, and so, uh-huh. but 10 minutes later, I was able to control myself and realize why the hell was I mad at that? She was joking. It was a lighthearted moment that I completely took the wrong way. Right. That's an example. Small one, but an example.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think that may not cause uh, a lot of um, tension in your relationship. No, that of course here not. It's a very
3: small one that literally just came to mind.
4: Yeah, and, and normally it's, it's a continual pattern. Yeah. Like, it's where you could constantly feel insecure or not feeling enough, right? And I like to create those voices and really give them a name. And that's what I call the anti-self which i found has helped people out tremendously. If you actually, if you do the exercise, it really helps. So am I going to give this name the pouch? I don't know if this is your anti-self. <laughs> I mean, think about, to me, it's more... Um, well,
3: that was a very surface level. Yeah. Like, well, you know, a uh-huh. deeper one. Uh, Vanessa, I don't know if you have one off the top of your head.
5: Well, I mean, I guess it's something that you already come into the relationship feeling insecure about. And if someone highlights that, then you're going to feel defensive about it. And I think, Mike, I wanted to ask you... You know, childhood years are such a critical stage in our lives. Um, And we we look up to our parents and that's basically how we end up learning how to talk and act. Uh, We just imitate. And so at what point, I guess, at what point can we undo some of that wiring that we did in our brains that make us who we are today? But we want to also better that part that we're not proud of, I guess, our anti self.
4: Yeah. I mean, there's some parts of us were really happy that our parents provided for us even could be genetically. And other areas were like, oh my gosh, that sucked to grow up. I around give parents. It back. Yeah. Like I, and it really started to program me. And then that, you know, I'm actually, um, going out to an elementary school in a week to do kind of these exercises with the kids, because to your point, this isn't taught in schools. And so mm-hmm. we end up, as we mature and get to the point where we're like, uh oh, I really need to change something about myself because this is getting in the way or, mm-hmm. um, but you, people do change. I mean, I've seen so many people change, but it takes work. You know? I mean,
5: you're the perfect example of that.
4: I have changed a lot. You know, I always yeah. say we're all work in progress though. You know, it's, yeah. it's just, um, uh, the, I maybe had darker thoughts towards myself than other people had. Um, but I think that, um, knowing and owning those parts of ourselves that uh, are keeping us from having a healthier relationship is really important. So would you say it's kind
3: of practice makes perfect? Because when you talk about writing your anti-self out and describing what those things are yeah. and trying to be aware of what they are. So when they happen, I'm assuming so when they happen, you're aware that it's happening in the moment.
4: Yeah, we could try it if you want sure let's try it so this is is the
5: spheres exercise
4: no but we could do that too too. okay (laughs) well so this is what we'll do and anyone listening can do this and that way you don't have to buy the book but you will get more out of it but you you should still buy the book absolutely (laughs) (laughs) but the book is like a workbook so you'll mark it all up but what you want to start off first what you want to do and i just did this like i just did this last week and this isn't me name dropping i just think it's really cool i got joe and sophie to do it
3: Oh, that's Joe Jonas. Yes. yes,
4: And Sophie Turner.
3: I'm up to date on my pop culture. Yeah.
4: So we call it the best self challenge. And the challenge is, which I'm trying to make it a cool thing, kind of like what I was doing with the previous events I was doing. I'm always into like, how do we make it cool to work on yourself? You have to. I know. Otherwise, it's awful. Because if you have to work on yourself and it's boring, you're just like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. Junk. No. I don't know what we can say on air here. Yeah, junk is fine. Junk's That's fine. That's great. So, what, get out. so let's first. I think what we first want to do is identify. So you get a piece of paper and a pen out, and you start writing down characteristics that best describe who you authentically are. So, um, so what that means is, you know, just grabbing a pen here. Oh, good. All right. All right.
5: Yeah. What does that mean authentically? Because so, I guess the best version of yourself.
4: I think. Well, I think when you think of.
3: Um, if you're listening to this right now, you should be doing the same thing just for yeah. fun. Grab a
4: pen and a piece of paper. You got it. And so, uh, it would be like you know descriptions of yourself. Like, um, I'm extremely thoughtful. I like uh, to make people feel comfortable. I have a good sense of humor. So we're describing I, our better self. Yeah, like your tr- which I call true self. So when I true when self. I think of best self, I always think of that's who you truly are. Um, so. and so you just kind of write down, it could be in story form. It could be descriptions. Well, let's know- not take too long, Vanessa.
5: <laughs> I know I'm, my list is long. Guys. Like, I know, <laughs> I <kidding>. know,
4: for, <laughs> I know for myself when I'm running, uh, uh, so I have a bunch of employees and when I'm not being my best self, I'm agitated, like, and I remind myself, mm-hmm. I tap back into it. I'm like, okay, Mike.
5: Oh, I get it now. So you want to remember what your best. What the best ver- version of yourself is, and tap back into that in order to get out of your anti-self.
4: Right, because the best version—if you tap into your best version—even you'd be able to communicate to your partner what's mm-hmm. upsetting you or bothering you. Instead of just going to a place of being hurt, you could explain it in a clearer way. Mm-hmm. So you wrote okay. so, that, so what you want to do? One air- word. Okay. Now you want to draw it. Oh, I'm drawing. Okay. Yes, now oh, you're drawing dra- too. You're drawing your best self. Oh, okay. All right. Uh,
5: Stepping on a rose.
3: You're drawing a rose?
5: No, I said it's definitely not a rose.
3: Are you sure? I feel like that's your best self. Vanessa. Um, that's that's Okay. Pretty,
4: okay. Uh, I
5: feel like I'm not being creative enough.
4: Mark, don't look at my illustrations. Mark, are you doing it too? I wasn't doing it, no, but maybe I should. Why not? I was overseeing. That's good. <laughs> he was co-facilitating. That's what
0: I was doing.
5: <laughs> okay, I think I'm done drawing.
4: All right, now you want to name it. And it could be anything. It could be anything that feels authentic to you. So for me, my best self is a wizard named Merlin who's oh. like been around hundreds of years. I love that. So, for me cuz my emotions can go all over the place, so I always like to tap back into Merlin. Merlin.
3: Uh, what would I name this? So, my you name your true self. My my true self is named Love man. No, I
5: don't. what? <laughs> long
3: story behind that one. I
5: feel like it's a, a, a player on the Eagles or something. No,
3: unfortunately, no? that was my limo exit. I opened my shirt to reveal an L uh, on the bachelor. I don't know if you're familiar with the show at all, but <laughs> you have to exit out of a limo night one. And some people have a little gimmick thing because you introduce yourself to the bachelor, the bachelorette, right? Some people do something gimmicky. Some people just introduce themselves. Some people have something planned. And so I had, I'm a diehard Superman fan, so... Awesome. They had a shirt made for me with the S symbol, but instead of the S, they put an L in there for Love Man, so I was introducing myself to... Shut up, Vanessa. (laughs) I was introducing myself to, there was two Bachelorettes on my season for night one as Love Man to there to, like, rid all of the evil men on night one and... Over, and were you, you feeling it? I
4: was not feeling. Oh, it. Oh, you
3: weren't? No, I was not feeling it. I wanted to get it over as quickly as possible, and thank God it was breezed over, and everyone forgot about You're
4: it. You're embarrassed. It was. It My was. It was embarrassing
3: type. because it was. I really just wanted to meet the girls, and then obviously, you know, you talk to some people and you come up with ideas of things that you could potentially do, potentially feel comfortable with doing, and and uh, and so I was like, okay, I can do this. I I I figured out a way where I can phrase it and do it in a way that's not super creepy. And that's what we did. But in the moment, obviously, I'm just sweating bullets because I think that these women are literally going to make make me turn around and get back in the car and drive off, never to be seen again because it's I thought it might be the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> it's worked out. It worked out fine. It worked out. All right, I got still a drawer here. So, all right, uh, all right, then, oh, man, my, this is just... Okay,
5: well I'm ready to Yeah, whether right, yeah. yeah.
3: Let's see your illustrations, okay, so, Vanessa.
5: Oh, okay.
3: You didn't draw your oh here we go. I
5: did, but it's very it's very simple.
3: Oh I okay. See I it. see mama Okay. with a son <laughs> and a heart.
5: A son and a heart, yeah. Cause I feel like so if I if I look at what's authentically me, I guess my qualities I should say, I could put it that way. Yeah. Um I'm someone who's outgoing and compassionate. I'm very patient. I like to have open communication and honesty with uh, people. I love to form connections, whether that's romantic connections or through friendships. And I like—I uh, feel like I'm—I'm I'm lighthearted sometimes, and I like to make people laugh. So that's my authentically me. And I put a heart and a sun because I just love to feel. Any form of goodness around me. So that could be happiness. That could be laughter. Nice and weather. Nice weather. The sun. No, the sun is mostly for being around people that just brighten me and brighten my day. And um, they don't dim my light.
3: No dimming of Vanessa's light. No dimming of my light
5: and my uh, no my, dimming my of mama's,
3: mama's lighting <laughs> nobody that, dims that, mama's no. light no
5: that's, that's my alter ego name mama because i want to be a mama and i just feel like it's you know it's fitting i feel like i'm a boss
3: okay like well, that's pretty good so was that the only one you had just that's the
5: only name uh, nickname i gave myself yeah
3: oh well i didn't all right so my i I gotta think of a nickname my traits i put out, be your own name i mean it, yeah, well, uh, uh hmm.
4: you don't feel like that's creative enough.
3: That's not creative enough. I like Jay Hey. Jay Hey? No. Hey Jay. <laughs> Just reverse it hey a little Jay. bit. Yeah. Hey Jay. Yeah. All right, I'll go with Hey Jay. <laughs> uh my last name's Haven.
4: So oh, Okay, Got gotcha. It. Yeah.
3: Uh so Hey Jay's true self, uh outgoing, social, caring and loving and I drew pictures of outgoing of me with uh friends at a bar because I feel like I'm at my best self when I Am out of my shell. Uh, I feel that there are a lot of times I like to stay in. I like to stay uh in my little comfort zone. And I find that I am my best self when I'm willing uh not only to go out with my friends, but also more of a metaphorical explanation of willing to do things that are outside my comfort zone. Uh same thing social like kind going of, on the bachelor. Like going on the bachelor, like mm-hmm. uh Expressing to Ashley that I've over the past years I've might have really fed up and done some dumb stuff and I regret a lot of it. And if you're willing to forgive me, I'll do everything I can to make it up to you. Things like that, willing to swallow my pride, so to speak. That's something that's uh that I don't usually do. Uh social, same thing. I find that when I'm by myself, I'm in my own head way too much, and there's just a lot of bad thoughts, paranoid thoughts. There are times Uh Um, it's just, you, you know,
4: just well, this, everybody's kind of in your own head. Yeah, this is perfect. So, cause we'll segue into your anti-self with Great. whatever that is. Okay. Okay. So are you guys ready to go deep? Yeah, let's go deep. I said, are we ready oh, to go deep? Oh, we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> mama, mama, mama you ready right, over there? So, this is
5: my second therapy so, session in two days. I'm all excited. Right.
4: Great. So this next part for your anti-self, you're going to be as honest as possible as that part of you that is getting in the way of you feeling more free or that you know is that part, it could be that time that you think like, oh my God, why do I keep saying that? Or it could be the messaging that you tell yourself or it could be feeling paranoid when you're alone or the, it's kind of really understanding what are those thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. and you're going to do the same thing where you're going to create a character. around. Them. And usually a lot of people have a lot of anti-selves and the interesting thing is when I've done this with people and they've taken an honest look, is their anti-self just starts to reduce, mm-hmm. because because now there's la- there's an understanding of it, whereas before we're just saying paranoid, yeah, and it's not playful, it's not fun, it actually makes you feel bad. Mm-hmm. So all
3: right. all right, so let's do this. So we're yeah. writing
4: our anti-self. Yes, the part of you that's getting in the way of feeling free. I mean, I'm I feel like exactly. this one is
5: harder because you don't want to admit to yourself what oh. act- what actually bothers
3: you. <laughs>
4: this one's easy peasy. you can you can just and and some people have multiple anti-selves you can think of a moment that you find you behave with family it could be in relationships it could be on dates it could be um it's a pattern for you
5: and then we have to draw our anti-self and then give ourselves that a name as well
4: yeah i wonder if we're gonna be
3: able to say this word on air we're about to find out you just said the f-word with no concern whatsoever. Yeah, I had yeah, just, had it had it just out I had to say knew, junk. Hold on. Here's the thing. <laughs> if I drop an f-bomb, yeah. I know that you are where to, to bleep it. Yes. Bleep it out. Right. This one is kind of in between. I oh. think it's fine. Okay. But I think it's fine. All right, great. Yeah, if I um, say an f-word, I know got it. This you is... hear it. That's why I even really make sure that I say it. Mm-hmm. So, you know it. Okay. <laughs> all right, right we're here. drawing now
4: we're drawing it
3: vanessa how are you doing
4: over there
5: um sounds good I, sounds nah, like you're doing well
4: I, I so like, i'll give myself, you some well, examples i can drew- give you some examples if you want of, of people what they've created like like i have
5: well,
4: if that's helpful
5: i'll show you what i created uh, right. if you right you're gonna be able Even to better. make it out oh wait come on i don't know where i am uh that's right
4: uh over to the right there we go Okay, so your anti-self is impatient, has trust issues, OCD, and controlling.
5: Do you see the? Do you see the picture?
4: Yeah, it's um, looks like a mushroom.
5: It looks like <laughs> no, it's someone barfing. Oh,
4: <laughs> do you throw up a lot? Is that
3: like?
5: Did you not watch my first date with Nick? <laughs> that I, was I uh, no, uh, I, I'm.
3: Where you guys what? were on the? You were on a spinning. Yeah. Thing.
5: So I think I drew. Okay, so yeah, impatient. Authentically me, I'm very patient, but there are instances where either it's in my my dating life or my work life where I get super impatient and I'm like, how can this version of me come out when I'm a special education teacher? I'm so calm around my students and I'm patient with them. Why am I impatient with myself and with my partner? Trust issues. Um... um, So I had a breakthrough yesterday. Why am I the only one that cries on this podcast?
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I got to work a breakthrough on that.
5: Yesterday, um, in my therapy session, where um, I knew I had trust issues when I enter relationships, and I didn't understand why. Um, and it wasn't within me, or it's not because I didn't feel like I wasn't worthy. It came from um parts of my parents' divorce. Um, that just made sense while I was in um, therapy yesterday. So that really helped me understand why and then it made me realize when I do get into those moods, understand where it's coming from and am I I able to distinguish whether or not it's my trust issues and my anti-self coming out or is it actually something that's happening in the relationship that is going on that's making me not trust them. Um, OCD. Um, I don't like using that word so lightly because I know people do suffer from OCD. Um, I feel like I have anxiety when it comes to leaving the house and I'm like, Oh fudge. Did I shut my oven off? Is my hair straightener off? And I have to literally drive back home, open my, my door and check if all the knobs are off, off, off. And I have to like Mentally say it. I have to voice it out loud and say off, 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 and I have to touch like the outlets uh, to see if anything's plugged in there. Um, so that's like super stressful and that's time-consuming too. And then the controlling factor of wanting to make sure that things are done a certain way, uh, whether that's with work, mostly my work life. I don't like to delegate, and that's why I don't have an assistant. I don't have anyone helping me with my foundation or my personal brand or anything um so that's super stressful and that's why I put the barf the barf image because I just it gives me so much anxiety that I feel nauseous and I hate throwing up it's one of my biggest fears so I don't well I guess it's my biggest fear is like my anti-self coming out I I don't have a name yet
4: okay so she's she's controlling she holds her emotions in she uh loses control even with checking doorknobs and light switches and um, and she's trying to be in control, but she's kind of out of control, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. And can we give her like a kind of a name? You know, you could always rename her. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, it could be. Uh, can I call
5: her Barfola?
4: Yeah, Barfola. 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 I enjoy that. Okay, so that's when Barfola comes out, right?
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> okay. See, so so for example, you see her laughing when she says it. Uh huh. Now. When she was talking about before, she was crying, crying, yeah. And what happens is, when people, for a lot of people, if you can't add some humor to it a little bit, ultimately people start to beat themselves up,
6: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: and they go, "I'm not enough. I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not good. I'm not doing it right. I'm I messed this up. I shouldn't have said that." You know, and and when you start giving yourself those messages, there's no freedom in it, right? And there's and so that's why I like to create anti-self exercise because mm-hmm. it just starts to kind of own that part of you that you can hopefully remove. What'd you come up with? Uh, so my, thank an- you, Vanessa, by the yeah, way. Yeah.
3: Thank you for sharing thank you that. For that. Vanessa. Uh,
4: my anti-self
3: is, uh, titled suck bag. Uh, <laughs> the first thing came to mind. Uh, I'll, I'll allow it. I think that one's good. <laughs> this anti-self, AKA Stand. suck bag is, he's afraid of consequences before he even decides to take action. Uh, he's afraid to express how he truly feels, even to the people that he holds closest to his heart. And I drew for the afraid of consequences before he takes action. Uh, I drew a little guy who's in the fetal position and then for the afraid to express how he truly feels. I drew a guy in his bed by himself with no friends and afraid to leave his room. Aww. Just a little guy. Mm. So yeah, that's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's suck bag. Captain Suckbag, maybe?
4: Different name? No, Suckbags.
3: <laughs> no I mean, we're, we're
4: doing this really quickly, too. Like, oh, if, of you know, if we really were mm-hmm. to dig into it, we'd look at, like, that specific area of your life where it keeps mm-hmm. coming up. Yeah. Um. Well, I think it, it's taken hold of my
3: life for the past, uh, God, eight years or so, ever since, uh, um, probably in my early 20s when I was in a relationship with someone for a very long time, that ended... Uh, and then was trying to do my own thing unsure about where i was going but very uh you know stayed in my little comfort zone stayed at home uh worked at a job that i was bartending for years i knew i could have done better than that but just never really tried uh and even since then like bachelor i think i look it was difficult for me to watch bachelor back cuz i could tell that there was maybe a piece of me detached, not because mm-hmm. I didn't care, but because I knew that if I didn't put my full effort in, I could always make the excuse of, eh, if I wanted to, I could have. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And same thing with my fiance, Ashley, now, uh, was somebody that we were friends for a very long time who I was always resisting. Uh, I was very unwilling to just jump in and. Another example of kind of like afraid of the consequences, because if I keep her at arm's length, she can never know. Maybe I'm not the guy she thinks I am. Mm. She held Mm. me in such high regard that it's just easier just to be held in that high regard and not Mm -hmm. be concerned about actually living up to those expectations. Uh, So that's kind of and it's it's happened in my career as well. Still trying to find myself and figure those things out, because if I don't fully invest myself into something, then I can always, you know, pretend to myself that, well, you know, I could have if I wanted to. Yeah. When in actuality I'm I'm afraid of failure. Mm. So that's kind of my suck, suck bag. bag. Captain Suckbag. Mm. I kind suck of like bag. Capin, Captain Captain Suckbag.
5: Yeah, Captain yeah. Suckbag sounds good.
3: Yeah.
5: And Barfola.
3: Captain Suckbag and Barfola. We should just rename the podcast. <laughs> Help I <laughs> suck at dating with <laughs> Dean Barfola and Captain <laughs> Suckbag.
0: <laughs> He's still just Dean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dean's right. still Dean. Yeah.
5: So Mike, at what point in our journey? Uh-huh. can we learn how to connect with our best self or how can we remind ourselves?
4: I think how we structure our day and align our lives. So if I were to ask you guys, you know, like when do you align with your best self? You could probably give me examples of moments or places or experiences in mm-hmm. which you do that. So, um, I always say, you know, how do you greet the day? You know, don't let the day greet you. How do you start the day? Um, you know, for me, it's right. I do this still, or I try to do it as much as possible as so I write out gratitude lists. Just when I'm putting the pen to the paper, I'm who doesn't, who, everyone feels better yeah. mm-hmm. when they write gratitude lists. And it's not, I'm, it's not that I invented this clearly people have been doing it for years, but that's how I start the day. And then at the end of the day, you kind of review the day and figure out like what went well, what didn't go well. And so to me, it's knowing yourself, what's going to harness you being your best self. For some people, they're in the wrong job. No mm-hmm. matter what they do, they're not going to be their best selves.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: For other mm-hmm. people, it's, um, you know, when they're alone and the thoughts that they have with themselves. So, I mean, in terms of like the approach, everyone's a bit different.
3: I also think it it's hard work. I don't want mm-hmm. people to oversee that. I think a lot of people imagine they'll do an exercise like this they'll do it once and they'll have a breakthrough and then think it's gone Mm -hmm. i'm Mm -hmm. good and Mm -hmm. i I think people don't realize that you need to do this repeatedly
4: yeah Mm -hmm. i call i call it the three a's it's staying authentic Mm -hmm. taking action and it's accountability and the Mm -hmm. last part is the one people neglect the most which is accountability Mm -hmm. you know for people who are in a relationship today That's wonderful in terms of accountability, you know, for people who aren't in a relationship, they can have friends, hold them accountable.
5: Right. But do you feel like sometimes people enter relationships so they can be held accountable and they use their partner as their guide?
4: Well, I I think it depends on who it it is and what, I mean, relationships are complicated. Of course. You know, hopefully you uh, can be in a relationship where you're both trying to help each other Evolve and be transparent Uh and have forgiveness in it, you know, but for for some people, I mean, sure, they choose relationships because they're trying to fix a part of themselves and that's never really going to work. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not easy. It's certainly not black and white. There's
3: a lot of gray in there, and it's interesting. The reason I bring up the re- re- you know doing this repeatedly is because I I I know who Captain Suckbag is. You know, you do. like I've mm-hmm. I've known him for quite some time. It's not so much that I don't I'm not aware of it. It's more so how do I stop that? And I think it it all you know all it is is taking action for myself and yeah, and holding it, myself
4: accountable. Like what brings out your best self?
3: My fiance. Uh, it's going to sound, I will, obviously, uh, I would say it's going to sound very cliche playing sports. Um,
4: that's not cliche.
3: Yeah. It's just, you know, being in a competitive environment really brings out the best side of myself. I'm, I'm more fun. I'm more energetic, um, doing the things, of course, you know, going to see movies, watching movies, talking about movies, uh, just the things that I enjoy doing. Uh, definitely brings out the the better side of myself, just like anybody.
5: Can you rewire your brain?
3: (laughs) In what way? Rewire us, Mike. So
5: can you, um, things that have happened, like traumas that happened to us in our young childhood life um, that have had such an impact on how we are today and how we react to things today, are we able to rewire the way we kind of see the world or the way that we want to react to things.
4: Yeah. I, I mean, I think our, I'm not by any means, this isn't something I've been in research around, but it's a very popular thing right now is uh, neuroscience and creating new neural pathways in your brain. So you're trying to get your brain to create new ways of thinking and feeling you have to take certain actions. Right. And so I think, in terms of like there's little t traumas and there's big t traumas right there's the Mm -hmm. big t traumas where people are like they were held hostage and you know or they were there's sexual abuse but little t traumas like neglect or families that carry Mm -hmm. shame or seeing what went on with mom and dad um that can start to shift someone's perception of the world and life and i think Mm um i people change people change the way they think it's Um, I've seen so many people change, even people that, like, I just saw someone in New York recently who, um, was homeless. Uh, at the time I met him, his parents had hired me to help him and he was homeless, uh, and doing some things on the street, of course, in order to live on the street, uh, had contracted a lot of things as well. And, um, and I told him if he ever got a year sober, I'd give him a job. I never thought he was going to get a year sober. He would <laughs> never be someone I would ever hire, mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> right? So I was like, <laughs> and I tell everyone that who I've like helped through the years because mm-hmm. I want to create some like I believe in you, so you could and have give a job, them a, a right? Story they can look up to. They and can look like up he, up, he did yeah. it. So and, can you and I? Yeah, and I and to know there's something to work towards because reward systems work great. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, he. Now is like sober over 10 years, super successful, <gasps> wow. killer career, married, oh. like, wow. You oh, know, amazing. healthy relationship. So, I mean, I know sometimes for ourselves, we can sometimes think we're like trapped in our own thoughts. We we think like our
5: oh, own worst enemy, sometimes a lot that anti-self can come out and just take over. Especially
4: yeah. in today's world. Today's yeah. world, especially social you know? media.
5: Mm hmm.
4: So, I mean, I think, to answer your question, people change absolutely. I mean, i I work with people that you would think would never, ever, 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 ever change, and they do. Yeah. And then you yeah. meet other people that you think, oh, they're really motivated. They're going to get this. They're yeah. ready to, to make some changes, you know? It's it's interesting. Like, I'll, I'll work with some women who have been, uh, will go back to a very unhealthy relationship over and over and over again, and then there's other women I meet who have a, burst of awareness and they suddenly stop going back to unhealthy relationships you know so mm-hmm. i think everyone's uniquely different and that's why um you know i i i just for me i'm passionate these days about like how do i get this to somehow be incorporated just you know in the book we have hundreds of exercises this just was two fun exercises that i think are easy and, and playful but um really it's in our culture you have parents who say the school should teach you know, kids, emotional regulation, limiting beliefs, thoughts about themselves. And then you have the school saying, mom and dad, raise your kids, right? Mm -hmm. And so then you have this culture of kids that then grow up and hopefully they can regulate themselves enough, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're taught that history is more important than Mm self-awareness. And so we end up later in life and it's not until we hit crashing moments in our lives that suddenly we go, I need to do something about it. And then we start to work on ourselves and then we're like, okay, it's gone. And then a crash mm-hmm. comes again. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, I look at it like going to the gym, you know, but I just think we have to really convince and train ourselves to believe it's just like going to the gym. Of course. Yeah, so that it is and possible. I, lo-
5: I love that you mentioned that. Sorry. I'm still, I'm such a big advocate for mental health. Um, and I think, there has been like a huge mo- movement in destigmatizing mental health um, illnesses, and I always openly talk about going to therapy. I've done couples therapy, um, and the boyfriend that I had that I'm with now is very open to those things too. And I think it's important to highlight that. A, yes, people do change, but you can't ex- you can't change a person. No. Um, and I've been in those relationships where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, he's gonna want kids, and I'm gonna convince him that he's gonna want my babies, and that didn't work out. <laughs> Um, so I think it's important to highlight that and remember that yes, we all come with a story, and you don't see that in cartoons, you don't see that growing up in movies. People have like these hmm. perfect lives, and that's what we imagine is gonna happen in relationships. At least that's the idea. I mean, look at I the have. show
4: you guys did. No, no, yeah good. like oh. well. Right, I mean all good things. All great things, <laughs> yeah. but it 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 is a fairy tale, ultra romantic. Um you know, experience. And so if you think Stress about Stress-filled, anxiety-ridden. <laughs> by the way, that's so much more entertaining than seeing people awkwardly trying to date. Oh, totally. Like, it's entertaining when there's, like, big emotions and I love him and I stakes. love her and big get out of the way. Yeah, big stakes,
3: so. um, that, uh, Vanessa, you bring up an interesting topic for a different podcast, which is people can change, but can you change people? Because that's interesting because we, the whole thing was people can change. But then Vanessa mm-hmm. just said, but you can't change people. And it's interesting. And I think that's an interesting dialogue to have at some point. But we are right. out of time right now, unfortunately.
5: Yeah. Oh, Mike, I know, but Mike, I'm so sad. I wish I was in the studio right now. I
3: know. Uh, well, we'll ship your book out to you. Uh, <laughs> Mike, right. thank you so much thank for coming. Thank you guys out. so much for having thank me. Thank you, Mike. You guys can go get a copy of Best Self, Be You, Only Better. Is it? Amazon, everywhere books are everywhere sold. Everywhere books are sold. It is a New York Times bestseller. There is a quote on the back of the book by Jennifer Lopez herself wow. endors- endorsing it. So definitely go get your copy today. Vanessa is dancing because that's her girl crush. Mike, <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank so you much. Thank you guys so much.
5: Thank you, Mike. Rothys is the everyday flat for life on the go. They're stylish, classic, comfortable, and they come in four fashionable styles: the flat, the point, the sneaker. And my all-time favorite, The Loafer. And you want to know what's so crazy? They're made from recycled plastic water bottles. Rothy's has almost reached 20 million bottles recycled. So when you're wearing Rothy's, you're doing a good deed for the world. You're looking stylish and you're super comfy. One of the things I don't like about flats is that my feet get super sweaty all the time, but with Rothy's, they're machine washable. So after I wear them dancing or walking around or working, I just throw them in the wash and they're perfectly clean. I am obsessed with my Rothy's and you know who else is obsessed? Meghan Markle herself. She slipped on her Rothy's during her recent Australian tour with Prince Harry And they've been flying off the shelves ever since i mean megan markle is obsessed with them i'm obsessed with them i'm telling you they're they're amazing i carry rothy's in my purse everywhere i go yesterday i went um out (laughs) for a date and i was looking super cute with my boyfriend but halfway through i had the worst blister wearing my heels so I pulled out my loafers and they were fashionable and actually looked cuter with my outfit than my actual heels and I mean I was super comfy and my boyfriend was like damn girl you look cute right now Rothy's has an amazing deal for our listeners use code Dean D-E-A-N to get free shipping with no minimum free shipping, and free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoes. And trust me, you're not gonna wanna return them. All you gotta do is go to rothys.com, that's R-O-T-H-Y-S-D-O-T-C-O-M, and enter D-E-A-N to get your amazing shoes and free shipping. It's a no-brainer. Shoes that are comfortable, stylish, and sustainable, and there's free shipping, I mean, come on, you can't get a better deal than that. That's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com, promo code DEAN, D-E-A-N. Get this deal while it lasts. I'm telling you, you're going to love it.
2: Go to Walmart.com slash Black & Unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
1: True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard.
2: The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Find Love at First Sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now.
1: Well, Kalen... I have the perfect place we can travel to next in Puerto Rico. There are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable.
3: I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches.
2: There's no passport required for us citizens and permanent residence. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.
3: I just realized we never asked Vanessa how her Valentine's Day went. So Vanessa, what happened? You're in a new relationship, first time Valentine's Day with your new Valentine?
5: Uh, I'm a firm believer in not celebrating Valentine's Day. So when I first met him, I told him, You know, I appreciate if you do like to celebrate commercialized uh, days or whatever. uh, What are they called? Commercialized holidays? Holidays. There we go. Um, it's not even a holiday because we don't get a day off anyway.
3: Does Canada so, um, and I have the word holiday? <laughs>
5: yeah, we do. I just couldn't think of it right now. Um, and we we didn't celebrate. I did an interview in the morning and we spent time together at night. Um, we wrote each other. Actually, he wrote me a really beautiful message, um, like a lengthy well-written well-thought-out message and that was the most beautiful gift i've ever received on valentine's day that was my valentine's day
3: um well, well vanessa i want to ask about this commercialized holiday anti vanessa grimaldi i wouldn't say anti mood I, well my question is are you the type of person that's not going to tell you is going to tell your kids about santa claus
5: <laughs> oh, I absolutely will tell my kids about Santa you're Claus. You're going
3: to have, you know, Santa Claus lives up in the North yes. Pole. Okay, good. Because yes. there are some people yes. out there that I disagree with who say that they don't lie to their kids at a young age. And I couldn't disagree with them more. And I was just hoping you weren't one of those people. And I'm glad no. you're No.
5: I'm not. I just think love should be celebrated every day and not just on the 14th of February.
3: I think it just should be celebrated on the 14th of February, really. (laughs) One day a year. That's more than enough, guys. I'm
0: sure Ashley does not agree with that. But wouldn't he, shouldn't he, wouldn't he, wouldn't you have been delighted if he had stepped up and done something kind of spectacular?
5: No. Maybe like a... I thought he was gonna show up uh, during my live interview in the morning on TV, and I'm like, oh my god, if he's in the back right now waiting with roses, I'm gonna flip out. But it was just a rose sent by this company.
3: Would you have been uh, happy if he got you red roses, or no, would you have been? No, it's so cliche. It is, but it c- he could have really done a good job if he said, hey, listen, I know you've accepted a couple of these, but you've never accepted a rose. Oh, that's
0: sweet. Oh, I like it. I like it. Look at you, Rico Suave. I think what you're doing, Vanessa, is actually a very smart thing, and you are setting the bar low. And you will never right. be disappointed as long as the bar is on the ground. And whatever yeah. he does to clear that bar, you're going to be delighted by. Yeah, that's that's
3: a good precedent for relationships. Set the bar really low <laughs> oh, so whatever the hell the other person does, they always exceed them. <laughs> <laughs> um, i smart that's uh, yeah, smart and also vanessa what is this i'm hearing about somebody calling you fat on instagram did that actually happen
5: it actually happened it didn't bother me whatsoever because i'm actually trying to gain weight so i was like oh yeah she noticed that i gained an extra three pounds um have i you, just hi- have i
3: have you gained three pounds you uh, first of all you would never notice but
5: I don't, I don't own a scale, so I have no idea if I actually gained weight, on, uh, but I go according to my clothes. If my clothes feel a little bit tighter, then I know that I did. Um, and so I decided to screenshot that comment. I didn't tag the person, but I didn't hide her name on Instagram in my story. And I did uh, write reply to that comment on my page, and I posted on my story, and I just highlighted the power of words and how body shaming is just it's become a thing of like it's it's as if it's okay to do it on social media. People will never really do that or at least I I hope they don't do it in person, but I feel like they can um abuse their uh voice on social media and not realize how hurtful some of those comments can be. It didn't necessarily hurt me. It just hurt me that people are capable of calling someone fat and and I mean Fat, skinny, whatever it is, it's insulting and body shaming. And I opened up about this in my story. I was body shamed for having smaller boobs. And, I, and you know, I talk about having cellulite on my butt and having dark under eye circles and all these things that I've never really fixed because I'm like, this is the way God made me and I'm going to love my body regardless. And I spoke about this before, just being able to be free in your own place, in your house, walk around naked, go in front of the mirror, dance around, see things that jiggle or don't jiggle, but love the parts that jiggle and love the parts that don't. Two, and that's what I've learned to do.
3: Two questions. What picture was this commented under? Good question.
5: Um, it's the second picture where I'm sitting on the couch with my legs crossed. Somebody and called my you mother. fat in that picture? And then she went on and said, well, stop! everyone should stop at mentioning me because fat is fat. It's just the fact. And I'm like...
3: Oh, I see it. Oh, yeah. God, there's 65 replies.
5: Yeah. Good for those um, people. And what? I got a lot of messages from younger women saying how they're having struggles with accepting their their body. Um, And it was enlightening and very touching for them uh, that I was able to express some of my insecurities and how I've learned to accept some of those Imperfections that have become my favorite perfections on my body.
3: Um I think yeah, I totally agree with what you were saying about Instagram and people getting way too comfortable writing whatever they feel in that moment. There is was, have told this story before, but there was a, a girl that I went on a date with years ago um that we ended up becoming somewhat friends afterwards. It never worked out. And She watched the show, and she was following Rachel, Rachel Lindsay. Mm -hmm. And when Rachel picked Brian over Peter, Rachel posted a picture of her and Brian announcing their relationship. And this girl on Instagram that I knew in person was very Mm -hmm. sweet in person, seemed very normal, commented Mm -hmm. saying, good luck with your shitty husband. Mm. This is somebody... That I knew personally, because a lot of these people that comment on Instagram, I, rational, uh, I, I, I rationalize it by saying they need help. You know, they're yeah. not the normal people. But this person I knew was normal, so I ended up talking to them about it. I DM'd them, said, "What? Why did you write that?" Yeah. She said, "I was so mad. I've already deleted it. No idea why I posted that. Mm-hmm. I feel like an idiot." And I've mm-hmm. realized that people with Instagram, everything is instant gratification. So right. if you're mad the last thing you should be doing is going on social media because you'll mm-hmm. post or tweet something that you don't mean. Mm-hmm. And that's what these people do. It's mm-hmm. it's it's crazy.
5: But I used to, um, and anyone that's listening to this that may feel like they can become a little sensitive to comments on social media or in person, um, just know that I was the person coming off the show. I would cry myself to sleep numerous nights and I was really sad. And some of the comments were really mean and hurtful. Mind you, yeah. they were a handful of them and there were thousands of amazing, beautiful comments and super supportive fans and, and followers. Um, but that one negative comment can hit you like a ton of bricks and it just, it overshadows all the, the positive ones. So just know that, um, you know, I I went through it, um, but I've also learned uh, to accept who I am in order to not have someone else shame me for things that I've already accepted about myself.
3: Is it bad to say that I fat shame myself? Well, I think we all do. Um, I look at the I mirror mean, and I think to myself sometimes, "Hugh, go to the gym. What are you doing? Go work out. Eat healthier. Okay, because I want, to, I, want to right. I want to look better. I want to." have more definition mm-hmm. abs. But why? Because I want to it's it's a confidence thing. The the better I look, the better I feel.
5: Okay. So it's in it internally makes you feel like- Oh yeah,
3: I think it helps my energy level. I mm-hmm. think I feel uh more confident in my skin. It makes me it just
0: makes me feel better. That's all.
5: Yeah, and then there's those natural endorphins and it makes you feel good. So I get it.
0: Yeah, increases everything. Hey, we have some emails, if you guys wouldn't mind, uh, people seeking your advice. We don't mind. This is our favorite part. As two people in healthy, loving relationships. I know. Congratulations.
3: we're just going to give
0: great advice. Yeah. Obvious. (laughs) Obvious. <laughs> uh Robin has a question for you. She says, I met my friend with benefits a few years back. Throughout the years of hooking up, I've begun to develop feelings for him. At one point I asked what his thoughts were on dating in general. He said he's looking for jobs in different areas, maybe even out of state, and didn't know if he wanted to start a relationship in case he had to move. But last night I went to his place. We didn't have sex because he was out of condoms, but there was a lot of touching, toys, and kissing. After all that, it was his idea to cuddle and asked me to stay the night. This was a first for us. I can't help but think he showed more emotion than he has in the past, which only reignited my feelings for him that I've been trying to suppress. Ugh, help. I suck at friends with benefits and dating. <laughs> the toys were, was
3: a little nugget that I don't think any of us were expecting.
5: I wasn't expecting that, but I do want to say good job for using protection and for not having sex because you didn't have condoms. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to say I've been in relationships before where I was super mad at the guy for breaking up with me because he just wasn't in the place to be in a relationship. And now looking back, I'm like, I feel so thankful and have so much more respect for these men that were able to be honest about where they were in their life. Um, So I think you have to take that into account and also don't romanticize parts of the relationship. If he's showing you affection, Um, You know, we all kind of need a little bit of TLC in our day and maybe he feels really, maybe he feels a connection with you and he's allowing himself to be vulnerable around you and to showcase that side of him. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it for anything else. I would take it for a grain of salt. I don't know, Jared, if you agree with me.
3: You should definitely take this with a grain of salt. Okay. I, I think he is looking for a little TLC, as you said, and they were hanging out. I mean, I, I w- don't see this guy as a potential future partner.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: What are your thoughts, Mark?
0: I think you got to take him at his word. I think with all people, you got to just listen to what they're telling yeah. you because you know, his actions are his actions. Guys are led in different ways and have different urges and different emotions. But if he's telling you, I'm not interested in a relationship, he's not interested mm-hmm. in a relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yep. As many subtle yeah, hints agree. as you think he's giving you.
3: And with... With any woman out there that's going through a similar situation as this one. If you're going over to his place and stay in the night and he's telling you openly that he doesn't want a relationship. That's on you. You it, know. It's
0: on you, but just
3: be aware of it. Just be aware of it. Exactly. Right, Go have your right. fun. She's allowed, have... Hey,
0: she no, She's allowed to
5: stay I, I over always, sure if she wants. She's allowed to I
3: I don't mean it that way I don't mean it that way at all. I don't mean It's it's on you as in like as long as you're okay being friends with benefits Uh you should go do it if you have feelings that you're suppressing as robin is right now then i'm sorry he's being honest and saying i don't want a relationship do you want to come over and she's like sure you know so robin if you are suppressing feelings i think the best thing for you to do is admit that to him Mm -hmm. and if he still says he doesn't want a relationship then back off yeah unless you're fine with being friends with benefits
5: uh, it sounds like she's not so i would admit it to him and say like these are my choices i admit it to you and either we move forward and see if we can have an exclusive relationship or i'm admitting it to you and you tell me you can't be in a relationship and i'm out like you you have the right and the power to decide what you want out of this don't give him ultimately that power
3: and apparently they've been hooking up for years Oh, that's tough that's really tough i yeah. would absolutely be honest Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, if he doesn't reciprocate those feelings, then at least, you know, and you can move on with your life instead of always
0: being uneasy around him. This is from Anonymous. I've been dating a girl that I've been best friends with for the past 10 years. So we actually made the transition from best friends into a relationship. Being her best friend for so long, I know some of the scandalous dating things she has done in the past, but she wants to prove to me that she's changed. Well, recently, I noticed a guy named Tim has been liking almost all of her photos on social media. I confronted her about him, and and she said, I don't pay attention to who likes my posts. I've never heard of the guy. I finally said, why would you accept requests from random guys while dating me, and why have you liked posts of his, especially personal posts about moving into a new house if you have no idea who he is? She said, no, I randomly like things in my newsfeed. So what? I had no idea her relation to him, but the fact that she switched her story about him and said more than once she's never heard of him makes me kind of upset because I think she's lying to my face. Am I wrong? Is this no big deal? Is she just deflecting blame to me to hide her guilt? Hi, I'm a red flag. Very (laughs) nice to meet you guys. (laughs)
3: Uh,
5: The power of social media. I feel like if your intuition is kicking in and telling you something is up, then something is probably up.
3: I wonder how long they've been dating. They've
0: been best friends for the past for 10, 10 years. years. Yeah. But have they been dating for 10 years? And the scandalous thing she's done in the past, I think implies that she has maybe messed around on previous boyfriends. Oh, I yep. mean, but you,
5: you can't hold that over her head either. Like, okay, we have all have a past. We've all are. we all done things that we're not proud of. But unless that shouldn't...
3: unless yeah. history appears
0: to be repeating yeah, itself. Yeah, you got to have your guard up.
5: Or... No, I agree with you. But, I mean, we don't have all the details. I don't know what scandalous things he's talking about. But if it's something that raises a red flag, like he's, she's liking a picture on Instagram, then if that's what she does and then, like, enters a form of relationship with these people behind other people's backs, then, yeah, I would totally do, do my FBI research and find out who Tim is.
0: Tim, I, Tim and her are flirting. Like, can we just call it what it is, right? It's very Tim obvious. And this, gir- the, your, your girlfriend, Anonymous, Tim and your girlfriend are flirting with each other. Are you, if you're not okay with that, it's time to have a conversation or maybe move on. Mm-hmm. But she's also trying the gaslighting thing. What? Mm-hmm. You're crazy. Yeah. That's not a good response to that.
3: Yeah. No, it's so. a horrible response. Anytime you get super defensive and then try to uh, what's the, distract what, their, what the argument was by making a new one, It's always bad news. This is red flags galore, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. Who is Tim? But here's the question. Here's the question. (laughs) How does he... What does he do? What does this anonymous do moving forward? Do you stalk Tim? Or do you just keep... Because it sounds like if he keeps going up to his girlfriend, she's going to continue to say the same thing. You're crazy. It's nothing. It's no... I don't know this person.
0: slipped twice on it, and I liked it. What can I tell you? So that... I feel like that's just going to keep repeating
3: itself. So the question for me is, what does Anonymous do? Does he try to cyberstalk this Tim guy? Because I don't think that's the answer either. Unless, the only thing I can think of, is if this Anonymous reaches out to Tim.
5: Well, I think Anonymous (laughs) reaches out to Tim. He's probably going to find out things he doesn't like. Because when we start looking for things, we're going to find things we're not happy about.
3: Yeah, but wouldn't you rather know?
5: Um, I think, I mean, I...
3: I don't know. It's also.
5: Listen, if if I was if I were anonymous and I know like the trust issues that I have and the insecurities I have about some certain things, I wouldn't date someone like her because I wouldn't want those insecurities to come up in my relationship. Mm
3: -hmm. Of course, they've been best friends for 10 years, though, and I don't know how long they've been dating, but I'm assuming it's uh, probably half of that if we're just giving a number to it. This is a toughie for me because I don't know exactly what anonymous should do. Cause I don't think reaching out to this Tim guy is a good answer either. Well, there's major I, I- trust issues here. Maybe he should suggest going to therapy with his girlfriend. See which how she reacts to that. Deflecting blame is uh, that's that's a big red flag as to, hey, I might be doing what you're thinking, so I'm just gonna deflect onto you. I don't so know.
5: wait, are you against this opens up a whole other topic of conversation going into reading emails or having each other's passwords on, on social media. Uh-huh. Is that a good idea or a bad idea? Cause if they did, then he'd be able to see if they aren't. I mean, I'm not saying, Hey, let's, you know, have them exchange, um, passwords on social media, but I do mean, you think that's a good idea in relationships? relationship so that it, there's like, Oh, op- there's just openness and nothing to hide.
3: Yeah, I mean, Ashley has my cell phone password. She could go in there anytime she wants. Mm-hmm. I, so think... I wonder
5: if they have that openness in their relationship.
3: Probably not. Mm. <laughs> I'm assuming. Well, these are all.
5: Th- I mean, I know that's why I'm bringing it up. These are all things to like for anonymous to think of. Does, does she go to the bathroom with her phone? Is she always on? Like, is her phone always attached to her? Yeah. Just like things to to pay attention and to pick up on. Totally. Oh, she might not be hiding anything at all. And it just might be the insecurities of the stuff that, you know, has happened in, in her past. So what,
3: so what's the final verdict for Anonymous here? What are what are we thinking?
5: Talk to her. Um,
3: I, I, you got Yeah. I mean, that's the only option. But I if feel. she keeps
0: putting up walls, I don't know that you can hang around. Yeah, I agree. Because if it's just harmless flirting, she needs to come clean on that. And if yeah. it's more than that, or if she wants it to be more than that, then we got a real problem. Vanessa, does the Silver Fox have your phone password?
5: Oh, yeah. We have each other's okay. passwords.
0: Vanessa,
3: mm-hmm. so how would you feel about that if... uh not saying... Hypothetically, in a different relationship, you're with a guy who is harmlessly flirting with another girl on Instagram... No, no, no,
5: no, 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 and no, And admitted no, no. Stop. it. Oh, and admitted it? It was like... I you would... caught him. It was like,
3: who is this person? And you're like, I'm so sorry. I was just... She was liking some of my stuff. I ended up following nope. her. It was dumb. It was stupid. We've never talked before. We just liked it and it liked pictures. No, see,
5: the like that ends up becoming... If you're not caught in the act, it could become something much greater than just harmless flirting. So I'm, no. But, totally. you, but is
0: it a deal breaker or could you nip it in the bud and call it a mistake and we can move on from that?
5: I think it would be hard for me to trust mm. fully. Um, but that's just me because I'm, that's me.
3: <laughs> no, you're fair. It's fair statement. That... We'll do it once again, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on a new episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Please join the Facebook group. That's Help I Suck at Dating Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram yet again at Help I Suck at Dating. Please keep sending your emails. We love them. They're our favorite part of the podcast. Also, please rate and review us on iTunes. We're always looking for more feedback. Uh, Obviously, a five-star is always welcome. But uh, we really want uh, authentic feedback. Please let us know how we're doing, where we can get better. Um, Thank you so much to all our guests coming into studio today. Thank you so much to Sabrina Must. You can check out her new book called A Terrible Dater. Thank you so much for Mike Bayer. Coach Mike, big Mike. Thank you so much for coming in. You can get his book anywhere where books are sold. It's called Best Self, Be You, Only Better. Hey, Mark, who else do we need to thank this week?
0: Well, we need to thank Stamps.com. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Dean. Function of Beauty, thank you. Use code Dean at checkout for 20% off your first order at FunctionofBeauty.com. And how about Rothy's? Go to Rothy's.com and enter Dean to get your amazing shoes and free shipping.
3: Vanessa, any final words for Montreal?
5: Uh no, I think this was such a great episode. I learned a lot. Um and I hope everyone listening learned a lot too and hopefully next week you can tune in to another episode of Help I Suck at Dating and well, hopefully Dean will suck a little bit less. <laughs> Follow Help
0: I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: It's time to celebrate Black History Month
3: Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too.
2: Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions.
1: Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name.